Welcome back to those who have played second podcast. Jonas Wingard is back with crazy performances in Gran Camino race, which is a relatively new uh, stage race in Spain in an Asturias region, where this week it was snowing even and they cancelled the, the first stage when it was like 18 kilometers to go and uh, changed the route in other stages. But yeah, Jonas did some insane watts per kilo and even did his best. But uh, all pure, stages. Pure, yeah, and did his best pure watts per kilo performance even <laughs> in stage three. Oh no, in stage two. Okay. Yeah. What, what yeah, he did because... in stage two, Jonas, on the final climb. Yeah, what? it was the Monte Trega climb, pretty short climb of sub seven minutes in the uh, sub. Uh, nine minutes in the end for Vingegaard for the full climb. Um, there was also a cobble section in the last corners, which was like maybe 60 seconds for the best riders, like 500 meters maybe. Um, which made the calculation for that part a bit harder, but I think we worked with something pretty good. Uh, Jonas did 7.45 watts per kilogram for 8 minutes, 38 minutes. Created a huge gap of 21 seconds to the second place rider in Ruben Guerrero on a uh, yeah, sub nine minute climb. So that's really big gap. Had a really good performance as well. And on the first, uh, yeah, 2.8 kilometers, which were before the cobble section, he did 7.58 watts per kilogram for six minutes 56, which was also really, really good. Well, it's one of the best uh, seven minute performance we even have in our database. So, <laughs> and then you also did another two minutes at a high level. So, really, really good performance. Comparable to uh, Michael Woods last year, probably a bit better because Michael Woods is seven, seven minutes at 7.7 watts per kilogram, but this is a bit better, I would say. And also Michael Woods climb Mirador de Azaro was like 13% gradient average. Yeah, so it, it was, was it was, steep was super steep, was so there's, yeah. yeah, it was probably well because, um, yeah. of but, course, this was also Great condition. This was really low altitude, uh, below 20, 200 meters average uh, altitude. And yeah, n the stages weren't hard. The stage weren't, was not hard before. The stage also wasn't. So it was perfect conditions, but still high was per kilogram. Uh, as always, as like in Tour of Man and UAE Tour, the bottom of the climb was paced really hard by Jumbo Wisma. Yeah, the Johannes Stone emitted gave like everything. He had this like epic pain face already. Yeah. Put on, and, uh, and yeah. And the Vingegaard launched with 2.4 kilometers to go. So it was in, in the first half, even. And his acceleration was insane. Like I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Like it was like he opened a 10 second gap in five seconds. So it was something like that. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't even let Attila Walter pace, which I felt quite pre on, on that stage, which is quite interesting. Yeah, maybe I think they were going for GC with Maybe well. it was uh, this like uh, uh, a Wingard was uh, yeah. riding ahead of Walter, so it's harder to uh, everyone else to be on the wheel. The gap. Yeah, because yeah, there's a, one rider between them. Yeah, maybe that's high, high have, IQ. Yeah. yeah, that you don't have draft in the in, uh, at that moment. Yeah, that's probably that's probably it. Yeah. So yeah, that was really good performance overall. Second was Ruben Guerrero, six point nine watts per kilogram for eight minutes fifty nine from Movistar. He already he won Saudi Tour, right? Yeah, Saudi Tour. He won one GC. Yeah. yeah. So he's in good shape as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but the biggest the... surprise was the eighth place finisher, Lucas Nerorcar, uh, the 19-year-old uh, British rider from Trinity Racing. So 
probably in your sorrow already like has signed him after this performance because he's only a 19 year old guy and he he, he finished ahead of Attila Walter on this climb and his dad was Richard Nerukar and he finished 15th Atlanta Olympic game marathon and one one also um uh yeah a big 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 races in marathon so he was elite marathon runner so 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 the genes in the family must be insane yeah completely insane and must be another rider who might be a bit of a surprise is uh, Langelotti Victor Langelotti from oh, yeah. Burgos the, the Monegasque rider <laughs> yeah he was he was a FIFA addict, like yeah. previously so but now he's for more on racing he's actually pretty good like the Vuelta last year was good on a, one or two stages this time he was good here in the uh, Grand Camino on both stages so he was good also good. in 6. Tour of Oman for for. Yeah. yeah for he 9 minutes 14 seconds. Yeah, 14th on the, the Jabal Al-Akhbar climb yeah and in Jebel Hart, he was better even. I think Jebel Hart, like, he's he was sixth. Good. Yeah, he he yeah. finished right right behind Cian Utebrooks on the final sprint. So yeah, and and like Burke is normally no rider performs, so it's quite uh yeah. Someone must sign that, him. Uh, he's, yeah, he's this good. He's from um, Monaco, so yeah, he's Monegasque, so maybe a French team or Movistar. Yeah, yeah. let's see who will sign. Definitely, him. definitely rider to watch. Yeah, so if he isn't playing FIFA too much, yeah, he might be a great climber. Maybe they need to do like a, a workout clause like Kyler Murray in NFL where he had to like, like watch film for like one hour per day in his contract or something. Yeah. Something crazy. <laughs> Maybe they need to make a contract where he can only play two hours of FIFA a day or something. Yeah. But okay, this wasn't the only crazy performance by Jonas Inger because he also did the great Vasco yeah. uh, Kilo on stage three, which was uh, shortened. There were supposed to be like two harder ascents, five kilometer, ten percent, but they were cancelled because of uh, snow and cold conditions. And the final climb also was like only I think three kilometers, not, not six as it, as it it was originally planned. Yeah, yeah. two two point nine kilometers. Yeah. Okay, and what what what's uh, Jonas did because it was also like. Insane. Yeah, this time they actually paced with Walter, and Walter dropped, I think, all but three riders or something. He did a really good and set up Jonas Vingard attacks, who who attacked a bit later on the climb compared to uh compared to the day before. I think after like sixty percent of the climb, it was maybe with like two point four two point four kilometers to go, but the climb wasn't all the way until the finish around that. And he immediately again opened a big gap. They came into the steepest section and he once again got a very large gap for such a short climb. Finished the climb in 7 minutes 57 seconds, 7.4 watts per kilogram. Not quite as good as the performance the day before, but he attacked a bit later. He, he was probably at, at, at the same level, just a bit different conditions on how he approached the climb. Second on the climbing section was Yoni Zagirde. Who lost 20 seconds, 7.02 watts per kilogram, but he actually crashed in the last 600 meters of the stage, and so he didn't finish second. And who actually finished second on the stage is Ruby Guerrero from Movistar once again. He lost 28 seconds on the climbing section, 6.89 watts per kilogram, so also pretty much at the same level as the day before. Yeah, and on the next day, Jonas uh, completely destroyed time trial. He won. Uh... <laughs> 
18 kilometer time trial by 35 seconds ahead of Rowan Dennis. In the third place finisher was Will Barta, who lost 59 seconds on 18 kilometer time trial again. And yeah, it was like a rolling time trial with some hills, like shallow hills, but still. <laughs> it yeah, and it, it's insane. Yeah. Obviously, the competition is like elite here, but one minute to everyone but Rowan Dennis on 18 kilometers is, is a great. Easy stuff. And Will Barta isn't even that bad. He was second on the Vuelta TT in 2020, where yeah. he nearly beat Roglic. He was one second behind. Yeah, yeah. And I exactly. think he has some other okay time trial results, maybe. Yeah, so he isn't probably. that bad. Okay. He's American, small, but uh, Jonas practically won every stage because the first stage was cancelled. And yeah, he won GC. Last year, he also started the season pretty great in uh, the Drone Classic in, in France, which was, yeah, the second race of his season. And yeah, in, in yeah, and then he was ill in Tirreno, where he got destroyed by Pogaccia, but he was ill there. So maybe yeah. maybe this year he will be great in, in, in Paris-Nice as well, which is this next race, yeah. where he will face actually Pogaccia. One obviously Andalusia. Completely insane. Yeah, it's going to be an amazing race. There's also a team type trial, which is, of course, favorable for Jonas uh, with the strong Jumbo team. I think Foss is going there and some other TT guys, so they'll definitely have the advantage. But it's like a weird TTT where the first, the first, the time of the first rider counts for everyone. So that might help Bogaccia a bit when he can drop the other riders in like the last three kilometers uh... or something. Yeah, let's see. It'll be interesting tactics. Uh, after that, Jonas will race Basque Country, then Dauphine before Tour de France, and then, then Tour de France. And yeah, at this point, he should be the favorite. Like, like it's already it was insane uh, when the route was announced that the Pogacar was favorite. Like, what the fuck? Like, Jonas is probably the greatest GC rider we, we have seen, at least I, I have seen in, in my lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this year he he's probably from the stats wise, he's probably the best since Indurain. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like he seems to be even better than last year. The route is the TD of route isn't bad for him. Like he has only twenty two kilometers of TT. I mean he's a better time trialist than Pogacha probably even. Like he could have be he beat Pogacha on the last time trial in the tour. And this he's one a is better like climber, in mountains but... also, which which actually might might yeah. suit you Jonas more than Pogacar in Mo yeah. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of climbing, there's a lot of altitude meters, not quite as many mountain top finishes, but really hard stages as well. So yeah. I mean I don't see how Pog uh, how Jonas can't be the favorite. Uh, but if you're interesting, yeah, because it seems like Rem Karanpil also is improving, but he will raise zero. And uh, Jonas is 26, uh, so at, at his uh, peak. So Jonas signed only in 2019 with Jumbo Visma yeah, when he was 22 after his un under 23 years. So, yeah, he's <laughs> he, he, and might he be... already performed really well pretty soon. Like 2021, uh, 2020 was really good in the world as a domestic already. So, yeah, he won uh, Tour de steady progression stage. just fast. He won Tour de Pologne mm, stage yeah. in 2019. So, yeah, so yeah, he might be improving also this year, <laughs> which is crazy <laughs> because he's already crazy good. Like last year, we like yeah. it's probably one of the most dominant TGF performances we've ever seen. Yeah, let's see. Because this was a very promising performance in Gran Camino. Yeah. Thanks for listening and goodbye.